Hey, so I have a little surprise for you. Um, we're going to pause in our girl series because we have a very special guest with us. Have you, have you guys, do you remember Pastor Joe's from India that came about five years ago? Let me see your hands. If you remember him, well, he happens to be in the States and we have the privilege of having him with us this morning. Amen. So uh, we're going to hear from him in just a moment. But for those of you that don't know, or maybe even those of you that know, I want to kind of connect some dots this morning. Um, you know, uh, 19 years ago, our youth pastor, Pastor Terry Dornell, the son of one of the overseers here, Jim Dornell, uh, we sent him out to Sugarland, Texas to plant a church. And so he's been pastoring that church, and it's grown to 400-plus people in those 19 years. And, uh, and so he's done a great job. But one day, while they were having service, this lady came to the service. You know, in Houston, they have, you know, uh, the Caucasian is the minority, I think, in Pastor Terry's church. You know, they have people from all over the world in Houston. But this lady from India, pastor's wife from India came in and, uh, and Pastor Terry met her. Well, it was just a few weeks later that he got an invitation in the mail for him to go to India to preach a, a Bible school graduation. And so at first, Pastor Terry wasn't interested in going, but the Lord wouldn't let him sleep. And so he ended up going. And he went to teach. Well, uh, fast forward a little bit. In 2013, Pastor Terry asked me to go with him to teach a pastor's conference. And so I went and, and met Pastor Jose and, and his family. And we did a conference in Lucknow and uh, about 250 leaders. In fact, I think I have a, a picture for, for, for two days. These people sat cross-legged on the floor. There's no chairs there. And they just soaked up anything and everything we would be willing to teach them. Isn't that amazing? And so, of course, it was a life-changing experience. And, um, and since that time, we have just joined forces. Uh, I say we, I'm talking about Family Life Church Lafayette, has joined forces with Family Life Church Sugarland to support and help Pastor Joseph's ministry. I, I, I'm taking the time to tell you all this because I want you to see the fruitfulness of faithfulness. You, the congregation, okay? Since 2012, the congregation of Family Life Church Lafayette has given over $100,000 to Pastor Joseph's ministry. And we have helped him. We've helped him buy land, build buildings, buy water buffalo, feed children, and support pastors that are planting churches throughout Nepal, Pakistan, and northern India. Pastor Joseph is an amazing leader. He's an apostolic leader. And, uh, and he has a, you know, one of the ministries that they have is they rescue children that are in trafficking and that have been thrown out, orphans on the street. Pastor Joseph rescues them. Over 300 of those that they're, they're feeding, uh, right now. And uh, he has an elementary school where he, t he educates them. And, uh, and then he has a Bible college where he trains leaders that want to be in ministry. And then he has planted over 160 churches throughout northern India, Nepal, India, and the India-Pakistan border. 160. When we first started helping Pastor Joe's, he had about 40 churches. Now he has 160 churches. Amen. 
40 churches represented about 7,000 people. 160 churches represents about 40,000 people. 99% of these people are first generational believers that got saved out of Hinduism. Hinduism. And, uh, in fact, Pastor Joseph was just telling me, uh, whenever he moved, he moved to Nepal before he ended up in northern India, but, uh, he got in prison in Nepal for converting people from Hinduism to Christianity. And they said, you either have to convert to Hinduism or you have to leave the country. So he crossed the border and he built a house or got a house over there and he goes back into India and he's planting churches all over. Amazing, amazing, right? And so, you know, yes, amen. But I want you to see this picture of India. And if you look at this picture up here, if you can see uh, uh, right, you see where Nepal is, right, kind of in the middle of the map, and you see Lucknow, uh, that's about where they are right there. So you can see how close to Nepal. But uh, that's where Pastor Joseph's ministry is located. But he's actually from down here uh, in the southern India. Now, um, you know, in in northern India, he's planted 30 or 40 churches in the northern part of India, 110 churches in Nepal, and the rest are that Indian-Pakistani border. But 80% of all the people in India are Hindu. In fact, 94% of all Hindus are live in India. 4% of the population are Muslim, and Christians are only 3% in all of India, which most of the 3% are in southern India, not in the north. And they're, they're, the Christians are in just like four or five of the 29 states or providences of India. And so where Pastor Jose lives, there's less than 1%. There's 0.03% Christians in that area, in that neck of the woods. How many of you know that's fertile ground right there, right? And here's another picture, uh, or, uh, rather, um, yeah, once you go to the next picture, these are some of the boys and girls that are rescued off the street and that have been rescued from sex trafficking. And so these kids come off the street they're fed every day, they're educated, and, and they're given a future. Isn't that amazing? And so uh, this next picture is, um, is their new dormitory, which we help them to, to build. We help buy land, we help them, uh, along with Family Life, uh, Sugarland, and, and, and some other supporters, we helped, they were on a third of an acre at the church, the, the orphanage, the Bible college, the school, on a third of an acre. And the people around them were, were, um, were beginning to complain that they was too noisy and all that stuff. So they had to move out of there. And so now they're in this great dormitory right here. And so, uh, since most of the children, uh, they're, they're in such broken families, they don't even know what day they were born. They don't know what day is their birthday. And so what they do there in, in, uh, in, in Nepal or in, in India is they have one birthday party for all the kids. And so this next picture, they were having a, a birthday party for all the kids right there. They all enjoying their birthday. Imagine not knowing even the day that you were born. And that's what these kids deal with. The next picture is just a main church building. Uh, where they meet for service. And then the next one is a picture of a buffalo farm. 
Do you remember back in 2012 and 13, we helped him buy some water buffalo? Do y'all remember that? Well, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that in just a moment. But, uh, but here's a buffalo form where all these buffalo are. And, uh, and let me just give you a, a hint. They first bought 20. Now they have 185 water buffalo. And just next picture. This is them milking. The, the water buffalo are like our cows that we milk. And, uh, and then the next picture, this is a picture of one of the male, 1100 pound male. And so, um, they don't normally keep just a few of the males and then the rest they sell. But water buffalo are a hot commodity in India. And, um, you know, buffalo farms are really important. And, uh, right now, this form that you just saw, Pastor Joseph's in the process of purchasing the owner that owned the form wants to sell it or he has to take all his buffalo and move it off and there's not another place he can move it. Well, the owner wants $250,000. And so since he found out, he was able to raise $100,000 and put a $100,000 down payment. They made another payment of $25,000. So they still owe $125,000 by next October. So it's five acres of land. It's got a huge concrete building. It has a pasture for the water buffalo to graze. It's got a, a watering hole. Water, uh, water buffalo, they have to float in water 30, 45 minutes a day to, to, to be healthy. So your form has to have a watering home. And so the water buffalo form is Pastor Joseph's vision of how to be a self-sufficient ministry. And I'm going to ask him to come up here in just a moment, but let me tell you a story he told me. Those of you that know Joe Osteen, his dad, John Osteen, had a tremendous vision for India. And he raised hundreds of thousands of dollars to support the ministry of India. But when he died, a lot of Pastor, Pastor Joel has a vision for the world, but not necessarily specifically for India. And so over the years, a lot of these ministries have have uh, just shut down. And many of these pastors that came from southern India, southern Indian is very affluent. And, and the, 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 uh, the way of living there is, is a lot easier than in northern India. They're, they're the poor people. They, they don't have medicine. They don't have doctors. They don't have stores, all that kind of stuff. And so they went back to southern India because they didn't have the financial support. So Pastor Jose witnessed all that. So his vision was, I don't want to have to rely on Westerners to keep our ministry going. So his vision was the buffalo form. If you remember that, he started with 20 water buffalo that cost $1,000 a piece. And we helped him buy some of those buffalo back in the day. But now they have 185 water buffalo. Amen. Won't you help me welcome Pastor Joe as he comes and. <clears throat> Pastor Joe, what an honor it is to have you with us again. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. You remember this guy? Amen. Pastor Joe, why don't you tell everybody about how, how God called you in the ministry? Uh, praise God, everybody. Uh, I was born and brought up in the southern part of India, a place called Kerala. Uh, 
I born in the normal Christian family, Orthodox. But in 1984, I comes to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. 84 December 30th, I took the water baptism. And 85 January 2nd, I filled with the Holy Spirit baptism. At the day, God show me the vision to what purpose in my life God wanted to do. I understand that my purpose is a gospel work. But where it is go work I don't know. My place is very good. Lot of Christians are there. Uh, there is gospel work is a little bit easy. But in 1986 one of the servants of God comes to my hometown church. He prophesied me. Prophesied me. He gave to the prophecy. I want to take you the place the people they don't know who is Jesus. And he said one more thing. Which place I want to take you the place people knowing river names. But I after the prophecy I asked to the pastor which place called the river name. He told I don't know. I goes to ask my pastor. He told I don't know. He told me you go and ask some world history study people they know much. I asked somebody to study Indian history and world history. They also told me we don't know which is the place. But in 1987 another one of the missionary came to our church. He explained uh many things happening going on in northern part of india also he talk about nepal also he told nepal there is a 14 zone the, they put the name 14 river running to nepal that day i understand my ministry is in nepal praise god in 1988 i goes to in the church and the middle of the worship they give to the testimony time i stand uh, say the testimony i res- i want to resign my job and i goes to the god's work in nepal all the church believers and pastor told me Just what are you saying? Because you don't know the Nepali language. And second thing, you don't know uh, about more deep Bible. You don't know how to preach. You don't know how to teach. You don't know how to lead the worship. you don't know how to uh 
conducting the worship service i said to them that is true i don't know but those who are calling me he know everything praise god hallelujah i told to them they pray in 1988 month of february me and my wife suja her name is suja my elder daughter her name is alina we three of them ah uh, that is my second son alan ah uh, we goes to nepal the place called dedildura climate is different language is different uh living method is different everything is different but my god is not different does god call me in kerala the same god with us in nepal that is why we are success otherwise we are failure praise the lord we stay there it's the true i tell you one thing i don't know how to preach i don't know how to teach i don't know how to conduct in the meeting i don't know how to lead the worship but simply 88 to 90 we sitting the house and praying in 90 last god give me the guidance go to the village elder house i go there i met him several time i go and meet him then slowly slowly however god is guiding me i make a friendship with him sometime they cook the food for me i take the and after i asked to them sir what is the need in your village he told hey, mr we have lot of needs over here but i say to them i can fulfill all the need but what i can do i will do it and i has come to india and kerala different place i collect the used to cloth sometime i buying the bread sometime i buying the vitamin tablet b capsule vitamin c capsule and sometime i buy the chocolate and give it to the village elder like that i goes to near about one year after 1991 the month of april the village people asked to me hey mister you born born and brought up in india why you came here why you stay with our midst why you loving why you bring this all kind of things for us then slowly i start i am a god fearing man i am a god fearing man my god is always love that's why i show the love with you then they ask who is your god mm. hallelujah hallelujah god give me the good opportunity 
to preach the gospel praise the lord in 1991 month of april i present to them who is jesus christ praise the lord in couple of days 30 people accept to the lord jesus christ as their personal savior praise the lord praise the lord in 1991 month of august i give to them the water baptism praise the lord that is my church my first church started in nepal praise god amen hallelujah pastor joe can i just yes pause you for just a moment did you all understand him yeah so they were praying and god gave him the wisdom to go to the village elder and he befriended the village elder the bible talks about go to the man of peace he went to the village elder and made friends with the village elder found out the needs of the community and he brought clothes used clothes uh chocolates just whatever he could get and he brought it to the elder and let the elder distribute it to the village and then they start asking about why do you do this and he could the one that didn't know how to preach the gospel preached the gospel and people got saved and a church was started amen and this strategy is the same strategy they're using all over that's how they went from 40 churches to 160 churches they'll go do that same thing and whenever there's people that get saved they'll bring in one of the leaders that they've trained in their bible college and they'll send them to that village and that pastor will start pastoring that church isn't that an amazing vision and strategy amen god bless you sorry to interrupt you i just wanted to make sure everybody knew that so can i ask you another question you want to hear some more from him I want to I want him to preach, right? But let me let me ask you uh Pastor Joseph, I know that you have I was there with you in in 2013 and saw all the children that you rescued off the street. How did that come about? How did you get involved? You were there to plant churches or build the church and now you're rescuing children from sex trafficking and all that stuff. How did that happen? Um uh, maybe you may be know something one of the biggest prostitution center it is in located southern asia in india west bengal the place called sonaguchi near about 150000 girls and women and homosexuality boys girls they all staying that place most probably those who are come to the place through the trafficking in the prostitution center they have a mediators they comes to a border of india and nepal and they sometime comes to the inside of the village in the poverty region uh, some people sell their body to adultery they get some money and that money used for the food and everything but sometime they get pregnant uh those give the child with to her but they don't know who is the father who is the husband the children will born many 
women's have three four five like that kids with them they don't know properly feeding them they don't have any thing give to clothes and shelter and school purpose they don't have much sometimes they have very much fed up this time the uh, sonaguchi prostitution center mediators coming this areas they brainwashing the people do one thing you give your children we will take them uh, we will keep them good place and send them to the school and feeding the food after 10 to 15 years they coming back good healthy and rituals everything they have your situation also uh, diverted like that they saying the mothers giving the kids they take the kids from there to comes to the prostitution center they sailed out there in near about 1000 dollar 1500 dollar like that they sailed them there after 4 to 5 years every week they give the hormone injection to the kids because they want to and uh, uh, artificially growth because they don't want to the natural growth they want to the artificial growth because they want to earlier sell to uh, for the adultery business then for to five years they are keeping their place give the food and hormone injection maybe 13 14 years they come uh, uh, uh they sell to them near about uh, $5000 $10000 like that they sell to the prostitution purpose like that happening going on there in 1992 my elder daughter alina she died um we have very painful time of that but god gave the strength but i see many time many girls are trafficking i can do anything one day i came to my house i share this all things with my wife she is also talk with me what we can do uh, holy spirit guiding us you start a small children's home but that time i don't have anything with me but some property i have within kerala i asked to my mother she told whatever you want you do it i sell all the property house whatever i have in kerala i comes to buy the land in nepal dedildura we start the first uh, uh, children's home in 1993 there is only 16 kids 11 girls and five boys i, uh, I i get it from the uh, police they catch the traffic people with the kit they give in they give to me 1993 start the uh, children's home it is now 300 praise god amen 300 uh, we take to our place and send them to school and after 12th grade Uh, many are early time goes to the bible training 
they get two years bible training uh, searching someone want to husband someone want to wife we are looking they also looking god will providing and we get they get married and i sent to them the gospel work in different places of nepal praise god and many are uh, now studying in nursing and polytechnic uh, like that electrical work plumbing work like that some are going to the driving school and another small one kg2 12th grade they stay with us some are in hospital like that we start the children's home pastor amen, amen. do you get that yeah wow a little bit more let, let me briefly tell us about the vision you had of the three white men praise god that is amazing praise god <laughs> 1989 when i was praying i see the vision it is that i am standing the side of the river i'm catching fish long time i am alone there but few moment after when i look three white people standing with me they also catching the fish and put it in my basket this is a vision not real in 89 i'll see this i come and share to suja she don't know she told i don't know what is happening but we believe that god is calling to us he have some purpose his own time he will fulfill we believe that i see the vision 2000 uh, sorry uh, 19 uh, 99 i'll see this 89 i'll see this vision but god is fulfilled this vision 2010 the month of may three white people god sent in my place praise the lord pastorry and another brother peter another one guy his name is hayden the three of them come to my place praise the lord another one year the mighty man of god pastor todd also come catch with the fish put me in my bucket praise god praise god praise god amen what a wonderful god whatever he is saying they fulfill his own time praise god amen. that is the vision isn't that great thank you pastor joes what a privilege to have you also i thanks for everything last eight and a half years the servant of god and all the church spiritually physically you people are helping us it is so god will reward reward he will giving the reward in heaven amen i don't have give to anything but i bless you in the name of jesus
God bless you. Thank you, Pastor. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Joe. Before we conclude, I just want to kind of uh, just mention. <clears throat> wow, I, I just wanted you to make the connection that you know sometimes we we have missions offerings and you give and you don't know the difference that mission offering is making. But this is this is an example of how it is making difference. Whenever the three white men, Pastor Terry and two of his leaders, they were the guys they he recognized. This is the vision. Since Family Life Sugarland, and they've given, you know, their church of maybe 400, they've probably given a half a million dollars to Pastor Joseph helping with buying land and all this kinds of stuff. But the, the ministry has gone from 40 churches to 160 churches, from 7,000 first generation believers to 40,000 first generation believers. I mean, that's amazing. That's amazing. They've gone from 20 buffalo to 185 buffalo. Amen? Isn't that great? Now remember Pastor Joseph's vision was to be self-sustaining, self-supporting. So he didn't have to rely on Westerners to finance his ministry. And so he knew he could do that by starting a buffalo farm. Because buffalo... Is such a, a high-priced commodity, and and what the the value of the milk is 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 incredible there, and so they have all these water buffalo that they milk and they sell the milk, they use some of it to feed the children, and they sell some of it to buy food to feed the. Imagine having to take care of thirty kids, run a Bible college, have your own church, and send leaders throughout Nepal, Pakistan, and India to plant churches. And all of that burden is on him. And he says, no, pastor, no. It's on God. It's by the grace of God. Amen. Yes. But six years ago, when we helped him buy those 20 buffalo they have reproduced, and that's why they have so many. At the present, they have 47 of them that are pregnant and 53 that are giving milk. So they really have 100 female buffalo that will be able to produce milk and to be able to provide income. So the, bus, the buffalo presently provide about 2,000 U.S. dollars to the ministry. But half of, uh, it's only 2,000 because half of it goes to to feeding the buffalo, hiring people to, to milk the buffalo, to veterinarian costs, to renting the form. The, the form is the biggest expense. And so the owner wants to sell that form and, uh, and they're, they're paying like $4,000 a month to rent the form. And he wants to sell it for $250,000. If they can buy the water buffalo form, they think in, by 2020, they'll have 300 water buffalo and the income from the buffalo form, since they won't have to rent it, it lowers their expense. They will be able to use those funds to feed the kids and, and they feed them, they educate them, they clothe them, they give them medicine, they keep them healthy. And so, and then they'd be able to help support these pastors that they send in these villages. These villages, they don't have any money. They, they tithe rice. They tithe beans, so they the church can't support the pastor. 
And so Pastor Joe's helps them and helps support them. And so he's got this incredible ministry going on. And the difference has been made through just a few churches coming alongside and just helping him in fulfilling that vision and putting, helping him put some fish in the basket. Amen. Isn't that a great vision? Wow. Yeah. So, so as we, as we get ready to conclude, I, I just want to make mention that, um, um, how can, what can we do? How can we help them? Well, first of all, remember Pastor Joseph's face and remember his, uh, his family and pray for them. Because, you know, he didn't say this, but he lost two of his children when he moved from southern India to northern India because they don't have medicine. They don't have doctors. And his children got sick and died. If he'd have been in southern India, they'd probably still be here. So he sacrificed a lot. He's been in prison. He's persecuted all the time. But he refuses to quit and to give up. It makes me think, Todd, what in the world are you doing with your life, buddy? Amen. Are y'all with me out there? I mean, what a, what a giant in the faith right there. So of course we can, we can pray for him, but you know, we typically don't do this except the first Sunday of the month, but I, I would like to receive an offering for Pastor Joe and his ministry. Is that all right? So listen, if you got a dollar, five dollars, five million dollars, why don't you just drop it in that bucket right there? Okay. So ushers, would you come and help us? And we're gonna, we're gonna receive an offering. Pastor Joseph, would you come up and, 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 uh, meet me one more time? And before you start taking this offering, I, I would like, we're gonna pray for Pastor Joseph and his ministry. And then after we do that, I'd like Pastor Joseph to pray for us and pray for our ministry, how God wants to use us here in Lafayette. Amen. So would you extend your hand out and let's pray for Pastor Jose. Father, we pray for Pastor Jose right now. Father, what a great example. Lord, what a great calling. What, what great anointing that is upon his life. Lord Jesus, we pray for him today. We pray for his lovely wife and his son, Alan. God, we pray the grace of God over them. Lord, we pray that you would increase their favor, that you would increase their influence. Lord, we pray another 40,000 first-generation Christians will be one in the next few years. Lord, through the ministry there. Lord, place your hedge around them. Protect them. Watch over them. Keep them. Thank you, Father God, for your hand of blessing and favor that is upon Pastor Joseph's family and the ministry there in northern India. We pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Now, Pastor Joseph, why don't you pray over the congregation? Here. Hallelujah. Our precious Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you this wonderful time. Oh, Prabhuji, Family Life Church, Lafayette Kili me prathana kartam. Pastor Todd and Family Kili me prathana kartam. All believers Kili me prathana kartam, Prabhuji. Is church ko ab अनुग्रह और आशीषित कीजिएगा प्रभु पिता पुत्र पवित्र आत्मा के नाम से मैं इस कलिसिया और विश्वासी लोगों को अनुग्रह और आशीषित देता हूं इन जीसस नेम वी प्रे अमेन 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 गॉड ब्लेस यू गॉड ब्लेस आई थिंक ही प्रेड दैट यू वुड ऑल बिकम मिलियनर्स सो यू कैन बेटर सपोर्ट हिज मिनिस्ट्री अमेन
Let's pray for you that are giving in the offering. Father, we pray for the gift. We pray for the giver. Lord, we pray you multiply the seed that is sown today. Thank you for the privilege of just partnering, being able to partner with Pastor Joe's to reach, Lord, northern India, Pakistan, and Nepal. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You know, uh, Pastor, yes, sir. Uh, Pastor Joe's has a son that you saw there, Alan, as uh, after they lost two of their kids. He sent Alan back to the southern part of India and uh, and l- let his family raise him up there so they didn't want to lose another child. Now Alan has grown. He's in college, and he's uh, about to finish his study to become a doctor, and then he'll have one more year of internship, and then he'll be able to go back to the ministry and help them provide for the many people that have all these medical needs in, in the northern part of India. They don't have any doctors, and so the ministry is just continuing to gain ground. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Joseph. What an honor. What a privilege. Love you. Amen. Amen. Well, after the uh, offering bucket is passed, you can stand with me if you want. You know, the scripture says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. We can't physically go into all the world. As you heard about last week, we're preaching the gospel in Cuba, but we're preaching the gospel in Nepal. Nepal is less than 1% Christian, but evangelism is exploding in Nepal. People are getting saved uh, incredibly quick in Nepal. So God is doing something. It won't be such a low percentage of Christians very long. I want to pray over you today. Just pray God's grace. I don't know what you walked in here with, the burden that you came in here with today, but the same God that is helping Pastor Joseph in Nepal and India and Pakistan is the same God that we serve here. And God, He's concerned about them, but He's also concerned about us and what we're dealing with. And so I want to just take a moment right now as you as you just stand before the presence of God. I want you to just open up your heart, open up your spirit right now. I just want to pray for you. And I want to pray for the hand of the Lord, the grace of God, the anointing of God to come upon you right now. And even as he was just sharing, I pray God would increase our vision and he would give us a greater fire and a greater passion for the kingdom of God and the things of God. Father, I pray right now for every person in this room. Lord, I pray that every burden would be broken. Lord, I pray, Lord, that oppression would live. And I pray the spirit of of joy and the spirit of peace would come upon your people. Lord, may mercy and grace be released today. Lord, I pray, stir our hearts, stir our vision. Lord, stir, Lord, in us, Lord, a greater passion for the things of God and the kingdom of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for calling us, for redeeming us, for delivering us. Thank you, Lord, for giving us a great hope. And I pray today that the life-giving power of the spirit of God would infuse and touch every person that is in this room right now. I pray in the strong and the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus. Amen and amen. If you need prayer for anything, you can come up and we'll pray with you. If not, God bless you. Be blessed. Have a great weekend.